0: Welcome to The Penis Project podcast, connecting men through science, stories, solutions, but most of all, through support. This podcast was founded by myself and Dr. Joe Milios, a physiotherapist. To find out more about us, check out our website, thepenisproject.org. I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett, sexologist and nurse practitioner specialising in men's intimate health. Join me as I break down the barriers surrounding men's health and have candid conversations about everything you've always wanted to know, but were too embarrassed to ask. This podcast is dedicated to stories from men who have bravely recognised the importance of sharing their experiences, breaking down stigmas and having no filter chats about sexual health, cancer treatment and recovery, relationships and everything else in between. If you know someone who you think would benefit from this information, please share so we can help more people. We would also love it if you'd follow the podcast and give us a review. So welcome to the Penis Project podcast. Today we're talking to Sarah, who has had a Thermav treatment for her vagina. And you're probably all wondering why on earth are we talking about this on the Penis Project podcast? But the reason is, is that many of you listeners have female partners or vagina owners, vulva owners, and also many women also listen. So let's um, chat about it and find out how it all went for Sarah. Hey Sarah. Hi. So Sarah you're a registered nurse how did you first find out about the ThermoV treatment?
1: Yeah so it surprisingly wasn't through any of my treatment team so I um, was diagnosed with breast cancer Um, so I was put into menopause which was why I was looking into getting this done Um, and I actually about it through my friend who is a nurse practitioner who knows um kendall so she right. had said you know my my friend um was suggesting this treatment so yeah
0: i'd never heard of it before prior to that so tell us about your breast cancer how old were you, you must have been really young when you got diagnosed yeah so 36
1: um mm-hmm. so i was fair way away from going into menopause <laughs> um, but yeah. yes diagnosed um january 2022 so part of and the treatment um is to basically be put into menopause so some breast cancers are fed from estrogen so mm-hmm. they put menopause to starve any cancer cells that might be still
0: lurking around and tell me, like do you mind talking about how that felt being so young and being put into menopause? Um yeah, it
1: wasn't it wasn't fun, that's for sure. Um, so a lot of hot flushes straight away, so it's it's a bit different to got to going into it naturally um because it's kind of done overnight. <laughs> so you yeah. kind of hot flushes just come on hard and fast um, and Yeah, it was pretty, I don't know, it's pretty hard, I guess, to deal with both physically and psychologically because you feel like your body's kind of been put into, I don't know, it's kind of aged very, very quickly, it feels like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what about... And then were you warned about the effects? I know people always get warned when this happens about the hot flushes and the mood swings and things like that but, and the changes to your skin, but were yeah. you told that there would be a change to your vagina? Um, Very briefly. So
1: it was kind of like, oh, and also you might get painful, like sex may become painful. If it does, let me know. That was kind of as as far as it went.
0: Yeah okay. And then how long did it take after they instigated the menopause for you to notice that sex did become painful for you?
1: Um, a little while. so it was, well, I mean in the grand scheme of things, probably not not a little while, but I would say maybe about four or five months, and then I started noticing that it was getting, yeah, every time we would have sex, it would be really painful, and it just felt like it
0: was burning down there. Yeah. And a burning sensation. I think that's what a lot of women, whether the menopause has been artificially induced from for cancer treatment or whether or not it's just natural menopause, it sort of feels like sandpaper down there, doesn't it? Like something's rubbing. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's exactly how I'd describe it. Just, just, yeah, sandpaper burning, really, really uncomfortable to the point where it's like, no, we need to stop. Like this is not even bearable and then I'd have to stand in the shower um for like a good five minutes to try and get some relief
0: well that's awful and even when you tried using lubricant it still felt like that
1: yeah yep yep it didn't help um yeah it still didn't help we were using so much and it still was just too painful
0: yeah and I think as well you know it's like you're only young and whether you're young or you're older I think uh, having your your genitals whether you're a man woman or everything in between it's quite mm-hmm. distressing because it's not something you can often chat to people about like you can tell someone oh I've got a hot flush I'm on cancer treatment you're not really going to sit down with most people and say hey I've got a painful vagina because of my treatment
1: yeah. yeah and I find a lot of people don't want to hear about it um in like it, just in cancer in general, I guess I you can really feel people feel uncomfortable talking about it because no one likes to think about their death, and cancer shoves that in your face. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, I have found you can tell a lot of people just want to change the subject.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? I know there's <laughs> a lot of research about sexuality and cancer treatments and how You know, the people with the cancer feel guilty asking their health professionals for help because they're trying to get rid of the cancer, and they feel like they shouldn't also care about their sexuality. And then Mm. the health professionals just don't mention it because they don't know how. So it it, it becomes a little bit of a trick.
1: Yeah, and I think it's yeah. I think sometimes it needs to be the health professional that's bringing it up because, like, I know an oncologist has a lot to do, and you know their main their main job at that time is to keep you alive and to get you through treatment. Um, but, yeah, it does kind of feel like all of that stuff just gets pushed to the back burner, but it's such, you know, it affects it affects everything. If you can't have sex with your partner, um, you're already feeling very broken and very, you know, your self-confidence has plummeted at that point. And to then be mm-hmm. like, I also feel like my vagina's broken. Like I remember saying that to my husband being like, you know, not only do I just have one breast and no hair, I now have a vagina that's not working. And so you just like, for me, it was a really low point because I just would start crying because I'm like, this is just ridiculous. It's affecting everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like everything that you take for granted and is normal just gets taken away without realising it all of a sudden, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yep. And I remember saying, like, I brought up um, the treatment to my oncologist and she had never heard of it. So, Yeah, yeah, it just kind
0: of blew me away. Well, that's the thing. Quite often we'll meet women who have gone, like, I've got to tell my friends about this because we never even knew it was possible when they realised how the vaginal atrophy or whatever's going on down there feels so much better. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. As a thank you for being a part of our podcast community, I have an exclusive podcast subscribers only offer for you. As you know, the Penis Project podcast is all about embracing men's wellness and providing support and education in a safe place. As a men's health specialist, it's always been my mission to give men support and advice that is accessible to people all around the world. That's why I've created some of the world's first and only online programs dedicated to men's health. My programs are tailored exclusively for men who have been diagnosed with prostate cancer or other men's health issues, such as erectile dysfunction, Peyronie's disease, premature ejaculation, or a combination of these issues. And they'd like to be on a path to recovery. These programs have guided modules that are packed with expert advice, invaluable information, targeted exercises, and they will be your ultimate guide to getting back into action as quickly as possible. The best part, it only takes 10 to 15 minutes a day to kickstart your journey to a healthier, more vibrant life. I'll share the strategies that can help you regain penile perfection sooner than you might've thought possible. If you're ready to invest in your sexual health, please head over to www.melissahadleybarrett.com programs and use the code TPP five at the checkout. You'll gain instant access to all the modules, and you'll be a path to penile perfection in no time. More details in the show notes. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So you booked in and had the treatment with Kendall, and and how did like how did you were you nervous having the treatment, and how did it feel for you, and all of those things.
1: Um, I felt a little nervous, but I think after going through a lot of grueling cancer treatments, um This seemed like nothing. I was like Yeah, a little nervous. I guess anyone feels nervous when there's like something going in your vagina. Um, I went in there pretty open-minded Not really knowing much about what to expect other than that there was going to be like a warm rod Um, but yeah, it actually, it, I didn't feel any discomfort at all other than when it would go a little close to my cervix. So Kendall did say like, you know, you've got to let me know because I can't really tell if I'm pushing on your cervix or not. Um, so I felt a little comfortable when it would touch the cervix, but I believe mine's quite low. So it probably would have been quite hard for her not to. Um, but yeah, other than that, it, I didn't feel any discomfort at all. She she was able to put the temperature up to what's needed to get, you know, like a decent effect. Um, and on the outside, it actually felt really nice. I was like, I could get this done every day and just fall asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just felt
1: like a really nice massage.
0: Yeah, it's just like feels warm, doesn't it? I always think it yeah. feels a bit like having a hot pack put up there or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how quickly did you notice a change? Like after the first session, how did you did you notice a change after the first session or did it take a couple?
1: No, after the first session, I went from sex being a, probably a 8 out of 10 painful to nothing. I could not believe it. That is
0: so great. It's yeah. excellent. And I bet your partner's happy.
1: Yeah, um yes, he is very happy. We kind of went from Feeling quite defeated and not knowing what to do to being like, oh my gosh, we can actually have sex again and it can be enjoyable. It was, yeah, I can't even explain how much relief that was. Yeah, well,
0: that's really good because I think we underestimate what a big part of having an intimate relationship with our partner is to do with, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's, you know, it's usually not for everybody, but it's usually you know, the only person that you have that kind of relationship with in your life and that connection yeah. and that's what makes it different from everything else. And we don't, mm. we sort of take that for granted, I think, until you can't have that anymore.
1: Yeah, yep, absolutely. And I know for my husband, it that's his way of connecting. So mm. for me, it's not, for me, I'm more about conversation. Um, I still enjoy sex with him, but for me to to connect Is through conversation, but I know for him to connect closely is by having sex. So um, to be able to have that
0: back was huge. Yeah, and I imagine there's a lot of men listening to this right now that that say that. And also, if you're a guy and your female partner is having pain, it's not very enjoyable for you either. When you can, you know, you feel guilty and sad that you're creating pain. You want your partner to enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I you're going you have three sessions and then once a year we give you a top up and that should keep it keep it going well I have got one other um client regular client who's been doing it for quite a few years now and she had breast cancer treatment and she also has an autoimmune disease so she's found that she needs to have it every 10 months because and she Mm -hmm. said she can definitely feel when she needs a a reboot um but everybody else is about 12 months so it's so great and to hear that it's made such a big difference because hopefully you've got a lot more years of of sex in front of you and you don't want to have a painful vagina for that
1: no exactly yeah no it's been it's honestly I just I almost can't believe it for myself like being a nurse you know I did look into the evidence um for this treatment and had a look at how there was like biopsy results and everything and I was like oh yeah there's you know there's evidence that this works but i I don't think I was expecting such a massive change so quickly,
0: yeah, no, it's great. And you look really well. Are you well in yourself now?
1: Yeah, I am pretty well. um as far as we know, I've got no cancer lurking around. Um I don't like to say cancer free because we don't really ever know that. Um, probably the nurse in me doesn't yeah. doesn't. Really saying cancer free. Um but yeah, so as far as we know, there's nothing there. Um and yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not I'm definitely not what I was pre-going through all the treatment, but I would say I'm probably maybe 80% there. Mm
0: -hmm. Can I ask you another question, Sarah, which is a bit off the track. Um but and please feel free not to answer it if you don't want to but Mm -hmm. I often say to men who are getting their prostate out because it's going to affect their erectile function Mm -hmm. that liken it for a woman to having a breast removed because I think that lack of erectile function for a man is a real kind of flash in the face with their masculinity and I think that and I've not had breast cancer but I imagine if I was going to be diagnosed with that that's how I would feel about my femininity and and is that Did did you feel like, apart from the fact of obviously being frightened that you had a cancer diagnosis, did Mm. you feel like losing a breast was, was traumatic as well in itself?
1: Yeah, definitely traumatic. And I don't, it took me a while to process it because I think when you're first told, your survival instincts just kick in, you know, and you're like, get it out, like get the cancer out, I just... I couldn't have got that breast off quick enough. Um, mm-hmm. And so you don't kind of process the grief of losing that, I think, until a little bit later, because you just don't have the time, but you also don't have the mental capacity, I think um, to kind of process all of that. But yeah, it definitely it definitely took a hit to my confidence. I don't know if I felt less feminine, um. I think more the the more losing the hair made me feel less feminine, um, because I've also yeah. all long hair that I would you know put into a wave or whatever. So that that definitely made me feel less feminine. I think the losing the breast was more. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to describe it. I'm sure for a lot of women it probably would make them feel less feminine, um, mm. but for me it was just more. I don't know, a grieving process of of losing a body part.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty obvious body part because you look down and see them every day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're kind of left with a big concave chest instead because it's I kind of didn't realise how concave it would look after because they take so much tissue and you don't realise that your breast tissue kind of goes all the way up to, you know, like your armpit. Um, and even higher up on your chest so you are left with quite a big concave area so that's very um I remember not wanting to look at it for a long time um but now it feels really normal like now it just feels it's funny how you adjust now I just look in the mirror and see myself whereas before it would be very like oh gosh
0: yeah, that's good. It's amazing. The human body is incredibly, and mind is incredibly resilient, really, isn't it, to what we can get used to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You don't realise until, yeah, you're, you're put into that position. But yeah, we are so resilient.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm really glad for you that you're so well at the moment. You look great. And thank you very much for chatting to us about the Therma-V. I mean, the whole idea here is I'm hoping other women will listen or... Mm. partners will listen and suggest it to other people so they know that there is help and they don't just have to put up with this burning vagina.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. If I could walk around with like a logo on my shirt <laughs> 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 I would totally <hopefully> do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I'd yeah. definitely like if there's someone listening or you know if their wife is going through menopause or gone through menopause or has you know pain during sex then just give it a go like you've got nothing to lose it's it's yeah for
0: me it's absolutely been a game changer. Thank you so much for your time Sarah I really appreciate it and I'm sure (laughs) that there will be other people listening who will identify and this will help them so it's been great. I hope so yeah
1: I hope so thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Penis Project. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you could leave a review and subscribe for regular updates. Your support plays a big role in spreading awareness and helping more men to access this information. The more followers we have, the more podcast platforms that recommend our show to others. This might be just the place where your friend, brother, neighbour with lingering questions finally discovers the answers. Stay connected with me on social media and join the Melissa Hadley Barrett email list. The news about upcoming podcast episodes, blogs and lots more. If you have a personal story that you'd like to share or you're a health professional working in this field, I would love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or a listener with specific topics you'd like us to cover, please send me an email at admin at melissahadleybarrett.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Penis Project podcast community and until next time, take care.